Welcome to the St. Edward's Podcast, a church filled with the Holy Spirit. We hope that today's words will draw you closer to Christ Jesus. You know, probably the most difficult thing that you will face in life will revolve around your relationships with other people. Relationships are hard. Whether they are family, extended family, church family, co-workers, just be uh, just people we meet from day to day. Relating with other people is hard work. And how we relate to people can make or, or break. The Carnegie Technological Institute has stated that 90% of all people who fail in their life's vocation fail because they cannot get along with people. You probably see that from our own careers and so forth. That's quite something. You can have the most gifted person in a certain job only fail because they were unable to handle the relationships with the people around them. Relationships. They're not easy. Obviously, the Bible is full of relationships. From the very beginning, you have a relationship between God and His created beings, humans. Well, humanity disregarded their relationship with God by rebelling against Him, which we call sin. And then the story of bad, difficult, abusive, estranged relationships begins. And Adam and Eve and their two sons start the story off so well, right? If you know the story, Cain kills Abel, the first family, and from there the struggle and relationships go and on and on and on it goes. The Bible is a book from cover to cover about people not getting along. And our world isn't that much different. Outside of what we call natural disasters, most problems in our world are due to people not getting along with other people. I mean, think about it. War usually has to do with because people don't get along. Poverty, racism, violence, abuse. It was back in April or May of this year that our Lord impressed upon me to take some time during the year as a church to focus on relationships. And not just relationships in general, but specifically conflict and forgiveness. Now, not because of anything in particular that is going on in the church. I don't want you to hear this and think, oh, there must be something going on. That's not the case. <clears throat> but I do believe that relationship building is always needed. And just because we might generally do all right here as a church doesn't mean that we can't do better. So I decided to do this relationship emphasis sometime after the summer, and my summer reading was focused on a few books related to relationships, conflict, and forgiveness, and so forth. So I read a book entitled A Church Called Tove um, by Scott McKnight, which focuses on what it means to be a church where, where goodness prevails. Tove is uh, the Hebrew word for good or, or goodness. So it's called A Church Called Goodness or A Church Called Tove. Unfortunately, there are a lot of churches in North America that can have what we might call a toxic culture, where it's all about the institution and so forth. But God calls this church to be a place where his goodness dwells, a place where goodness is found. I then read a book entitled The Peacemaker by Ken Sandy. This, the focus of this book is on resolving personal conflict. A colleague of mine recommended it, saying that it was the best book they knew on the subject of conflict. It's been around for a couple decades. 
And I do commend the book to you. It is very practical and biblical. And if you haven't been to the hall lately, there's a, there's a closet over there. Um, and in that closet, kind of where you walk in over in Hartridge Hall, uh, there's books and t-shirts and different things that you can purchase. This book's not in there yet, but it will get in there if you'd like to take a look at it. Um, and right now I'm reading a book by Timothy Keller entitled Forgive. It's the last book he wrote before he died this last year. This book focuses on the theological and societal needs to have a forgiveness culture as opposed to a cancel culture. As I was looking for the time to have this relationship emphasis, I discovered our, our lectionary on Sundays beginning today takes us through four weeks of some of the most powerful and richest parts of Scripture on the topics of conflict, offense, and forgiveness. Today and next week we are in Romans 12, and the two weeks after we will be in Matthew 18. I encourage you over the next few weeks to read these chapters a few times. Romans 12 and Matthew 18. Think about what is being said. And when I saw this, it was so obvious that God wanted this time. It's kind of like ding, ding, ding. All right, Lord, you don't have to. <laughs> this, this is the moment to do it. Uh, beginning today to focus on relationships. So for the next month, beginning with dinner and more on the first Tuesday in September, of which we've invited Deacon Rose Sapp Bax to come and give a talk on forgiveness in particular, and in our adult Bible conversations beginning on the first Thursday in September, we're going to spend three or four weeks talking about different topics related to relationships. And of course, the sermons over the next few weeks will focus on how to have the gospel of Jesus Christ shape our relationships, because that's what we need, is the good news of the gospel. The forgiveness of Christ, the grace of Christ, the faithfulness of Christ, to be what impacts our relationships. And we all have them, difficult relationships. And chances are, we're going to get more of them. <laughs> so let's pray and discern and listen to what God is saying to each of us in the relationships that we have. Now... In Romans chapter 12, we heard this pungent verse. It says, For by the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think of yourself more highly than you ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has assigned. Such a good verse to chew on. In this world where there is so much emphasis on individualism and on self, this verse is a good pushback to the overemphasis on the societal importance of the individual and the self. When, a, when we live in a world that says, be true to yourself, look to your inner self for your own truth, and so forth. But here the scripture teaches us to think of ourselves not higher than we should, but with sober judgment. Sober judgment. The Greek word here being translated as sober emphasizes to be in one's senses, to be orderly and restrained. I think sober is a pretty good translation of the word. We should be restrained and rational about the way we think of ourselves. 
I also like the way Eugene Peterson puts this verse in the message paraphrase and says, the only accurate way to understand ourselves is by what God is and by what he does for us, not by what we are and what we do for him. You see, instead of looking to our own individuality, discovering our, our own self-worth, discovering our own identity, our self-worth and identity are found in Christ Jesus and the good news of his gospel, where we are saved by the grace of God through faith, which is a gift from God. We're not saved by our work or effort. We are forgiven, found, redeemed, made righteous, justified, healed, strengthened, and reconciled in Jesus Christ because of the power of his work on the cross and his victorious resurrection. And we rest in the finished work of Jesus Christ on the cross. And that is the good news that we need to hear again and again and again. Because when we think more highly of ourselves than we ought to, we often will discover that the root of many of our conflicts and relationships begin with our false understanding of who we are. Perhaps we even have an inflated ego. Instead of looking to God for our self-worth and identity, we find that our work, our ministry, our status, our financial ability, our ability to demand a presence, our reputations, any of these things can become the focus of how we value ourselves. And when people begin to rub up against those, we suddenly find ourselves in conflict. And the reason that St. Paul writes this verse about being sober-minded is due to the verses that come next, the context. He says this from the message, paraphrase. We are like the various parts of a human body. Each part gets its meaning from the body as a whole, not the other way around. The body we're talking about is Christ's body of chosen people. Each of us finds our meaning and function as a part of his body, but as a chopped off finger or a cut off toe, we wouldn't amount to much, would we? So since we find ourselves fashioned into all these excellently formed and marvelously functioning parts in Christ's body, Let's just go ahead and be what we're made to be without enviously or pridefully comparing ourselves with each other or trying to be something we aren't. And he goes on from here to describe different gifts that we may have, such as giver, teacher, encourager, and so forth. The point is this. <clears throat> we can get so worked up about what other people do and what they say because we hold such a high view about ourselves, our way of life, or our ministry and work. We should be sober-minded. A former priest of mine used to say, we take God seriously, but not ourselves. It's a good reminder. Remember, it's really not about us. It's not about you. It's not about me. It's about Jesus Christ. Our lives are about our Lord and Savior, we are called to magnify him and love people by pointing the way to Jesus. So, as we start these next few weeks, working on our relationships, thinking about steps we need to take in order to truly forgive, considering the ways in which we handle 
conflict when it comes. Think of people who come to your mind. What relationships do you have that need some work? May we remember to humble ourselves by the power of the Holy Spirit, not thinking of ourselves more highly than we ought to, but may we, with sober judgment, lift up others, building each other up and encouraging each other as we walk with God together through Jesus Christ. Amen. Thank you for joining us in this conversation today. We will continue to pray that our teachings are impacting you for the kingdom of God. If you'd like to learn more about our community, you can find us on stedwardsepiscopal.com or on Facebook. And of course, we'd love for you to visit us in beautiful Mount Dora. May God's grace fill you as you go in peace.